Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please welcome to the stage, Hannibal Burroughs! Ooh, shit. Hannibal Burris is one of the most prolific and distinctive comedic voices of our time, and he originally hails from Chicago, Illinois. Over the past 15 years, Burris has earned a reputation for his writing work on shows like Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock, acting roles in films and TV shows like Tag, Neighbors, Louie, and Broad City, not to mention a slew of voice acting roles in animated productions like Bob's Burgers and The Secret Life of Pets, plus a recurring role as the sidekick on The Eric Andre Show. He has released acclaimed stand-up albums, and his most recent special, 2016's Comedy Camasado, is available on Netflix. He is also the host and producer of the successful and unique conversation podcast, Handsome Rambler. Though he's very busy, Hannibal and I had a good talk ahead of his return to the 2018 JFL 42 Comedy Festival in Toronto in September, We discussed comedy journalism, his podcast, his love of music as a kid, and his thoughts on hip-hop now, the work he's doing to build the Melvina Masterminds Art and Tech Center in Chicago, his love for Toronto, and we talked about much, much more. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Planet of Sound Locations in Toronto and Ottawa, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and, of course, listeners like you who make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com slash creativecontrol, download episodes, and subscribe to this podcast. This is the 428th episode of Creative Control, featuring Hannibal Burris with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Oh, just for my honeys, but money that all shit. Blow niggas get money and grow. Oh. I ain't got no fur coat, but I got a book bag full of Merlot. I'm lying, I ain't got no fucking Merlot. I drink whiskey, but I do want a fur coat. This shit is trippy. What? Just in the bar, spitting bars at the bar. Go to the bathroom, take a shit, then I hop in a Uber car. Too bizarre, you know who you are. You should get hit by a moving car. 
Hi, Hannibal. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Where in the world are you? I am uh, pulling into St. Louis in about 30 minutes. Oh, cool. Oh, you're on the road right now? Yeah. Okay. How's it going out there on the road? It's been going well, man. It's been going well. Uh, been having a lot of fun shows and been really good crowds. The new material is uh, feels good and is is it's been good to as I've been on tour and doing back to back to back shows. I've gotten into a good rhythm and uh, gotten a good feel for 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 the stuff. So. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, I was reading a couple of like the uh, interviews you'd been doing recently, and uh, I feel like every time someone like me says, so what are you talking about during your show, you kind of defer. <laughs> you kind of say, well, you know, whatever's going on. Is that, a, is that a tactic on your part to not spoil the show, so to speak? I just, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like, I mean, I, I'll talk topics a little bit, but I don't, me personally, I don't know if that's a driver for audience members whether they're on the fence or not i don't think somebody's reading it and saying oh he's talking about this i'll go now versus <laughs> like uh, people want to go whether they, if they like me or not it's not a subject matter thing i think yeah i think people are asking because they just want to know what's on your mind these days that's all that's, right that's, i get that but yeah. that's how you come to the show that's... i mean in a, a phone convo really doesn't explore that the way the show can you know yeah no i i to be honest i don't want to know uh <laughs> i'm gonna come see you when you come in to, to toronto and i want it to be a surprise i i i have thought that in my work and i wonder if you have a perspective on how journalists cover comedy because sometimes we ask questions like this sometimes in our reviews we give away i think too much of what happened you know do you have a perspective do you have advice for journalists on how to cover comedians <laughs> i don't know i mean i yeah i, I do have some I, I i don't like when bits are quoted in full but then also i get it that i sometimes bits are quoted in full but i don't think that ruins the show for people the way we think it does but it's just when you see the whole bit like word for word you're like, oh man why? Why? Why they do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I that's the whole thing, <laughs> in, in a, especially in a in a profession, you know, that's based on surprise. Uh, you just said what I'm gonna say. Yeah. No. I. I it is not recorded yet. You know. Yeah, I, I hear that. So, is there is paraphrasing okay? Like, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just curious. I like, guess I, so, I, but then I still, you know acknowledge that i mean i think not a huge amount of the audience is reading the reviews and getting it spoiled by that you know what i mean yeah yeah but uh i don't i don't know i mean it's just you i don't have any notes for you guys i'm sorry <laughs> i don't have any notes <laughs> no it's something i've been conscious of in my own like i try not i don't i earlier in the early days i would be like oh the comedian said something I'm going to try to quote it because they said something and I want to get it right. You know, I want to get it accurate. And now I just avoid it. I just sort of talk basically about the subjects. And I think that's probably the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody like yelled out. What was I at? Yeah. Somebody just yelled out something that it was, it was a spoiler for a bit, but it wasn't even a main part of the, the joke, but they yelled it. 
And it kind of threw the rhythm off. And it probably was really annoying for whoever was sitting in front of that person. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you've dealt with hecklers uh, for a long time. Do you do you know what that impulse is for someone to get involved in your show and potentially ruin something? Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe if uh, maybe if somebody yells out during my show multiple times, we should interview them afterwards and say, "Hey, what's up? What's up with you? What's going on? What's going on? What's up? Yeah, how's home? How's work?" How's relationships? Why are you doing this? Are you just drunk? Did you think it was helpful? What's going on exactly? Yeah, no, I think they need to be spoken to. Now, speaking of interviewing people, I, I have to say I'm really enjoying your podcast, uh, Hans Hannibal Burris, Handsome Handsome Rambler. It's really well done. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, there's lots of nice little special. Uh, uh, sort of uh, editing, like auto-tune. There's just like a nice, nice little treats in it. You've done something kind of interesting with the form. And I will say, you have a what, uh, what we would call in the industry a unique release schedule. How would you describe the release schedule of your podcast? Yeah, so I have two conflicting traits that really affect the release schedule. One is that I'm super meticulous about editing and different points and and. And, and finding stuff to splice in with the show. I'm super meticulous about that. And then the other thing is that I hate listening to myself. Mm -hmm. So if you hate listening to yourself, but you're a stickler for editing, well, then you end up releasing a podcast once every five weeks. <laughs> you've, been, you've been recorded and documented many times. You've been on film and TV. Uh, how long have you hated listening to, and I assume also maybe watching yourself i mean at this point wouldn't you wouldn't you be over that by now actually it's not even i wouldn't say it's hating it's just kind of i don't know if it's a procrastination because once i start working on the episode and get into it then i'm fine but it's just getting to it where the the idea of listening to myself for an hour um or an hour plus just to, to edit can be uh a bit much so that's all it is. Okay, now you you've entered a, a pretty crowded, saturated realm podcast. Did you have a vision for what you would do with a show if you had one, and, and how it would be sort of unique? Initially, did I have a vision? Yeah. No, it was just really I was doing it to try to build ticket sales. Yeah. And then it went beyond that. It wasn't really about that anymore. It was just more about having fun and and then having guests have a different experience than they do on other shows. And so can you, just for people who haven't heard the show yet, like I was just listening to the Chris Set It Off Jones episode, which as we're speaking, I think is the most recent one. When you say yeah. when you say it's a different listening experience, how would you distinguish it from maybe other shows? I mean, we you know, we have a few different instruments usually. So there's a drum machine, uh, a theremin, auto-tone, a crittery, guitar-y, this, this other uh, kind of keyboard. Yeah. So about comedy and life and then at points we'll just veer off into song and freestyle and make up stuff yeah that that makes that's it really the, unique. It, it is really yeah and that is, it's, it's kind of it's fun just to at any point veer off into the song now you you are it's you seem to be if if your uh, appearance on the uh, gene gray record recently is any indication you seem to be maybe making more forays into music you've done this before you've appeared on other people's 
uh, musical records, as I recall. Uh, is, is is music in the yeah. in the offing? Is it is it coming? Are you going to get full on into it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to put out a project eventually, man. Before I started doing comedy uh, in high school, in my first year of college, I would just kind of make goofy songs with my friends. My friend Dave had a beat machine, and he would make these beats, and I would rap over them and freestyle. So, uh, you know, I always freestyled around friends and that type of thing. So I've enjoyed music from, from the beginning, and it's been around. I, I've been a fan of it since I was 19, so it's a, it's a big part of my life. Yeah, as a listener, like, do you remember when you first were intrigued by music as a fan and then, I guess, uh, how you developed uh, your own skills as a musician? Well, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so I read Michael Jackson. You know, I remember listening to as a kid, everybody liked Michael Jackson, and uh, MC Hammer was huge uh in the in the in the mid eighties, mid to late eighties. Uh so I just do I remember doing the hammer dance and, and watching the I'm bad video and all that stuff. Uh and then, you know, as I got a little bit older just listening to whatever my brother was listening to. I remember he used to listen to BDP, Boogie Down Productions and, and K R S one and that type of stuff. And then from there, you know, as I got a little bit older, I would start, uh, you know, they had, uh, I don't know if they had a version of this in Canada, but there was like the BMG or Columbia House 10 CDs for a dollar thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So they had that that there. So, yeah, doing that. So I got exposed to a lot of stuff from that, you know, getting and had my own CDs and, you know, Raekwon, uh, only built for Cuban links and, and Nas and, and all that type of stuff. So, uh, just early on. And, and then from there, just freestyling with friends in high school. And, and, uh, I started hosting hip hop events early on in my comedy career. So I've been around it a lot. Now, you mentioned a few iconic people there. You mentioned Michael Jackson, MC Hammer, Boogie Down Productions, Wu-Tang, Raekwon. Now, these people are all musicians. They're also uh, fashion icons in their own way. Did you start dressing like any of them? Nah, I didn't start dressing like them, actually. <laughs> they I, think I, had Wu, I think I had a Wu-Wear t-shirt at some point in high school, though, Yeah, when, when Wu-Tang's clothing line was popping okay that's about it you didn't get the hammer pants and the glove and the michael jackson glove anything like that no i didn't have access to that stuff okay all right now you recently have that was back back then you really if you wanted something you really had to you either had to order something from a catalog (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> remember that process you had to cut, cut something out of a magazine and then fill it out yeah and send it off and that and then just trust that it something would come back oh yeah for sure i'd order rock t-shirts that way it was it was quite a <laughs> blind trust thing yeah totally okay so you're saying that there there could actually be a, a record by you coming there could be so now you recently collaborated with Gene Gray, and and that's yeah. a great track there. Uh, I'm curious, who would you most want to do a track with or collaborate with? Have you thought about that? Like if you if you're you you might make a record, but who would you most want to collaborate with? Who would be great to collaborate with? Just me and uh, 
Usher. Usher. No, uh, you know, actually, Fonte. Fon, you know the rapper Fonte? I'm aware of Fonte, yeah. Fonte is, is great, man. Actually, we were working on something a few years ago, but we didn't end up uh, putting it out. But he's such, like a great lyricist and such a quick writer and a funny dude. I love his music, but he's just a hilarious guy. Uh, so he'd be a great collaborator. Do you ever find yourself like I'm a I'm a early hip hop fan? Like I was, a, I've been a hip hop fan for most of my life. Uh, and sometimes I don't know if this is a says more about me getting older. I sometimes find it more difficult to relate to the newer generation of of, of rappers and and what's going on. Do you ever have that? Do you feel like you're kind of losing your connection to hip-hop in any way no i mean no because you just find what you i mean if it depends if, if, if i'm in the mood to want to relate then i listen to stuff that does that yeah you know what i mean yeah um you do the same thing with with television if you want to feel or or feel something or or, or you want a certain type of emotion you you pick the type of content that gives you that. Sure. Yeah. So, so if I, you know, want to listen, just turn my brain off or, or work out, then I'm listening to something different than, uh, when I'm just really being, you know, contemplative about life. So there's artists like Odyssey or, or Fonte also that, that really even open mic Eagle and uh, a bunch of people that really talk about, just what it is to be a, a dude in your mid thirties. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so that, you know, you just have to find what you want. There's somebody talking about what you want to hear. You just got to put in a little effort to, to just get that, you know, like Fonte just got <laughs> a couple songs is talking about just eating healthier. And, you know, you got to <laughs> go. I mean, he makes it sound slick, but it's just like, yeah, man, you know, just, yeah, my father died from eating terrible food and, and blah, blah, blah. I need to take better care of myself and, and eat that. So all this type of stuff. So, yeah, you know, there's, 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 uh, hip hop is, is, is wide ranging, man. So if you want party music, you can have that. If you want just some chill stuff, you want amped up stuff, you want, you know, real life, just everyday man rap, that type of thing. So there's, all those options always available. Yeah, I feel like this is true of a lot of uh, expression, artistic expression. There's a generation that can't relate to the new comedians. There's a generation that can't relate to the new TV shows. I guess it's probably just more about me and or and, and you and less maybe about the art forms, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just you find what's for you Yeah. or what you like. Now, I actually heard, I read something recently that I found interesting. It, it suggested that you're contemplating a, a break from comedy of some kind. Was that, is that accurate? Uh, did I say that? Yeah, there was an article that now seems to be under a paywall. I was trying to find it before we spoke because I'm like, that seemed odd. I didn't, it said you felt like you might slow down a little in some capacity because you've been going, I mentioned all the projects, you got the podcast, you've been, you just started in a film tag. It seems like you have been, busy but yeah there was yeah you were quoted as saying you might start to just contemplate slowing down a little that's not true uh yeah maybe man it might i mean we'll see after 
I finished uh, touring this around and and eventually package it and 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 sell it as a special. We'll see how I how I feel after that. I, I've been trying to just travel more for leisure and 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 have some different non entertainment related exper- experiences. So, uh, yeah, I think it's good to just really take uh, substantial time to just do other stuff, man. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a zone where you're you're maturing, I guess, for lack of a better term. I mean, you've been a working comic for a, a long time, and I'm curious: has your relationship with with traveling and and touring changed as you've gotten a bit older? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not as much about partying and all of that. I, I just try to just be comfortable. Yeah, and and do what you know. I'm not drinking, so that's that's been interesting. Not just because sometimes you're still around drunk people, <laughs> 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 like uh, like it was some girls on the bus last night after the show. Uh, I had left the bus and I went back to the hotel for a bit, and I came back to the bus, and they were drunk. Like they were hanging out with with uh, somebody else, like somebody else just touring with us. And they they're drunk. Any, I just couldn't take it. And so it was the, one of the girls. I think she was joking, but she was yelling about something. And I just said, "Hey, can y'all please just leave? Yeah, please just go. You're mean. You're mean. No, just just go, please. Ah. It's just, but it wasn't. Just, it's just. I don't even know if they were doing anything particularly uh, outrageous. It was just. It was late. Like get out of here. I I don't is this so this but is at a different time. This is a new thing for you, right? Like you, the, I, I I will say personally, I've never drank, and that that has put me in an awkward position, like the one you were just describing on the bus, where you're surrounded by drunk people, and you start to feel like you're kind of a killjoy, even though you're just doing your own thing. You know, you're not drinking. I'm just curious, and I'm I'm fine with it. Like I, my friends drink, my wife drinks, it's fine. Why did you decide to to stop drinking? I think it was just because. Uh, for one, I had, I had a lot. I think it was, I put up, I put up some big. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Numbers over the years. And I think... It was it was time to retire, but one it was just an easy way to try to get healthy. Because I remember before some specials, I would stop drinking for a couple weeks, and then just just stopping for a couple weeks, you'll see your body and face change completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just for a couple. So 
that was it where I would say, you know, man, let me just see how this goes. Just trying to get, try to get healthy. But then what happened was that I stopped, but I wasn't working out. So I, I had crazy sugar cravings. When you stop drinking, the body craves more sugar. Mm-hmm. And so I was just crushing Reese's cups. And so I started, uh, so it was a health thing. So I had to start working out to actually be healthy. So it, it was just more of a lazy man's way to get healthy. And then I, I kind of just kept going with it. So now but, that you, you have this sort of regiment, this drive to not drink, to, to be healthy. That in itself is, is kind of, for mo- for me, that's a fulfilling thing. Are you feeling beyond your health? Like, are you just sort of feeling like mentally stronger? Definitely, man. Um, just because my brain isn't really, like, when you're drinking, you, you kind of give up that time that you spend drinking. And if you were drinking heavily, then you give up the time on the other side where you're recovering from a hangover. So just with that alone, you're talking on a, on some nights, you're getting back six hours or so of optimal brain time. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Well, you're, you are on the road, uh, and you're coming to Toronto, which you've, you've been to before. The last time I saw you in Toronto, I, it was just one of the best shows I've, honestly, it was one of the best shows I'd seen at JFL 42. It was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. I feel like you really, I don't know when that was. Do you remember when that was? What, was it four or five years ago or something? I think that was, uh, 2015. Yeah, right. That was, honestly, I, I was just overwhelmed. You remember it was Sony Center? Did it feel like a special show? Do you remember that one at all? That show was great. That, yeah, I remember that show going really well. It had, it had a really good vibe. I think we did, did we do Gibberish Rap that show? Yes, you did. Yeah, we did Gibberish Rap and, uh, it was some guy that was yelling. I tore him up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So do you have any, like, so those are some memories you have of Toronto. When you think of Toronto, if you ever think of Toronto, does something kind of come to mind? Do you have an association with our city uh, that, uh, that might be fascinating to, to hear? I'm just curious. You know, you're, you're a visiting, uh, artist. So I just, I'm just curious what you think of when you think of Toronto. Kawhi Leonard. Oh yes, yes, we're very excited about that. I know you're a, a basketball fan. How are you? How are you feeling about how that's going to all go down? No, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of joking because <laughs> he's new. Yeah, my first show was at the Horseshoe, in um, yeah, the Horseshoe Tavern. Uh, it was at that. It's a music venue. It was a great show. Uh, a good amount of people came out. That's my first time there. I think. You know, I had a couple TV credits at the time, but nothing substantial. You know, I'd done SNL and all that at that point. Uh, but it, it was, I, I remember having a very, a very good time. I have to say, you know, this is a, I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire city of Toronto, but I feel like you're beloved here. We're excited when you show up. Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's really dope. I'm excited. You know, like that last show at Sony Center was, a lot of fun, and that was my my biggest show there. So, I'm excited to try to uh, have another dope show. Okay, now I just have one last question for you because, and it was sparked by this recent episode of your show with Chris Setedoff Jones. He asked you about, or he discussed your name, Hannibal. I know over the years people have asked you a lot, yeah, about Hannibal, where it comes from. I, I was just thinking, I might have been guilty of this the last time you and I spoke too, but I don't, that was a long time ago. My question is, has anyone ever asked you about your last name? Has anyone ever asked you <laughs> if you know the origins of, uh, of Burris? 
you go ask him if I'm related to Plaxico, the football player. But uh, nobody asked me the um, the origins of that. I'm assuming it was a slave owner with the last name Burris. Oh, okay, right. So maybe there's a reason they didn't ask you. I just wondered if you knew. If you do, you, are you like an ancestry.com person? I'm not. I need. I want to do that. All that DNA test and stuff, and then and see what it brings up. Yeah. Well, I it's just a I, I maybe it's a left left to center question, but I just realized everyone's always obsessed with your first name. I thought Burris is a fascinating name, but now you mentioned it, it might not have the best history. So I, I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, I guess very simply, yeah. what's next for you? I, I feel like we've covered some things, but do you have a sense of what's coming up next beyond the tour and the and the shows? Uh, just I mean, really, just focusing on making this this show as dope as it can be and and putting it and putting it out so that's my main my main focus uh, i'm working on that and then i'm uh just uh, i got a non-profit that i'm working on in chicago this this art center arts and tech center called melvina mastermind so uh just dealing with the, the planning for that what's your role in this art center exactly i mean i guess just you know uh the founder and yeah i got the building and and so i guess founder and programmer i guess so who is it um or, or there's two questions i guess what prompted you to want to do something like this and two who does it sort of ultimately benefit uh what prompted me is just i i was just you know on the charity side i think i think i was just doing a lot of uh check writing without real action on my part hmm. and so this was a way for me to kind of I, I just saw that you know it would be i just thought it'd be cool to have this type of thing it's in my old neighborhood so I, it, it, it's nothing like that that's really close to uh to where i grew up so i just thought it'd be good for just kids to have different options and just different level of engagement to be able to you know have a spot where they can sign up for coding classes <laughs> Or uh, or different um, program music programs, and, and just try to just create a a different type of space where people can just grow and and learn new things. That's amazing. I, 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 did you happen to see the special about LeBron James's uh, giant complex in uh, in Cleveland? I didn't see the special, but I saw I saw the news about that. Yeah. Yeah, so this this there seems to be not to generalize, but that's yeah. I like that this is a, a trend among people who have amassed uh, wealth or success of of really trying to give back to their community. Obviously, this is I think quietly been going on for for years, but it, it seems like I, I I just want to tell you, I mean, that's really commendable of you to identify something in your community a need and a, and, and to try to do something about it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, man, and it's just. Uh... Really, for me, it's just, you know, I have uh, access. It just allows me to access a bunch of different worlds. Because when you're doing that type of project, you have to pull from a lot of different resources, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, donated or uh, funding or, you know, you pull in from, you know, people that will be teaching the classes or architects for getting the designs of the place and and so uh and 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 so on and so forth just as far as the the people that 
will eventually be involved in it. It's it, it's going to come from all worlds. So that's the the real dope part about it. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, Hannibal. Well, we have to go. Uh, I just wonder if you can tell people where they can learn more about you on the uh, internet and whatnot. Uh, you can learn about me at. I was about to say my website, but I don't know if that gives that much info. <laughs> well, yeah, go to HannibalBurns.com. Um, check out some podcasts. I guess you pick up Nugget by Nugget. Yeah. Yeah, you got, are you on, you're on Twitter and stuff as well. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. Okay. Now, uh, is there any, uh, I'm a fan of yours. Is there anything from one of your albums maybe that we can go out on that I can play for people? Like any particular uh, bit that comes to mind? Uh, I'll let you pick the bit. Anything? I'll just pick anything from any special. And yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, Hannibal, right. I, I thank you so much for this time, and I, I wish you the best of luck in the in the future. For sure. Thank you, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to structure my life better. I spend too much time on the on the internet. Way too much time on social media, on Facebook. I waste too much time. I can't just look at a status and move along. I see the status got 36 likes. Can't accept it got 36 likes and move along. I got to click on it and start reading the names of the people that liked it. Oh, yeah. Jim Wood likes some shit like that. Huh? <laughs> That's a waste of my life. What am I doing with my life? Uh, <laughs> Twitter's interesting because strangers can just say whatever to me. It goes right to my phone. I check it. Fuck you! Right to my phone. <laughs> the show sucked! Regular to my phone. The strangers could just say whatever. People could beg for money, fundraise, beg, whatever, semantics. <laughs> sometimes people's causes get too personal for me. What is it? I got this one tweet. Somebody said, Hey, Hannibal, we're a family. We're about to lose our house in Pittsburgh. Can you retweet this link and donate so we don't lose our house? Like, this sounds personal. This sounds like a father in law call. Why are you losing your house? This shit is too personal. No, I'm not retweeting this. Now, excuse me, while I triple post this video of three fat girls fighting the Burger King. <laughs> That's what I do with my internet. I like watching strangers fighting fast food restaurants. That's what I like. <laughs> I like watching strangers fight more than I like watching trained fighters fight each other. I feel like the street fight is more raw. It's more visceral in the moment. What? I'm gonna fuck you up now for that shit you said is going down. Fuck you up with boxes. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. In August. <laughs> Seven months, dog. I'm whooping your ass. But until then, I'm getting in real good shape for this fight. I'm gonna watch film of your other fights. Do a lot of research on you. I'm gonna have one of my friends come over. He's a fighter. He's gonna fight me as if he was you. Gonna be a lot of simulations and sparring happening. <laughs> and when we finally do fight in August, you know what? Actually, before the fight, we're going to meet up. We're not going to fight. We're going to take a lot of pictures together like this. Real angry pictures together, promotional photos. We're going to get our faces real close. Might even touch lips on accident, dog. And when we finally do fight, I'll box defensively for 12 rounds. And then we'll just let the judges decide. There's no judges at the taco spot at 3 in the morning. That shit just goes. I don't like informed boxing commentary either. I don't want to hear some dudes try to sound smart while they're talking about two other dudes punching each other in the face. I don't need your intelligence right now. I see what's going on. 
Floyd Mayweather is very elusive. He's a great counterpunch. He has a lot of power in his... Only, oh, shit, the little dude just knocked the fuck out of the big dude. I didn't expect that at all. Holy shit. Yo, these girls are fighting over here. They're titties out. We live out here. Shot time. You know what it is. These girls fighting here. It's titties and me. Me and titties. That's why I want to get in shape through either kickboxing or jujitsu, something like that. Because it'll suck to be in shape through other means and then get your ass whooped, your friends and wonder what happened. Hey, I heard Hannibal got his ass whooped. What's up with that? Thought he was in great shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was in good shape. But he was doing a lot of cardio. <laughs> but since he was doing a lot of cardio, he was able to get his ass whooped for a really long time. <laughs> been in a few fights, man. I've been in a few scuffles. I think my, my winning percentage is about half. Which is not bad. Because I'm not a professional fighter. You know who gets beat up? People who fight for a living. So I'm not going to feel bad if somebody that only does that. I've, I've, I've picked some bad ones before. Picked some bad ones. I remember I was in college. It was this guy, 6'4", about 300 pounds. And I was just bothering him. I was just talking trash and bothering him. And he slapped my cup out of my hand. So I stopped biting. But then I, he slapped my cup out of my hand. It made me mad. And I was just... I punched him, and I and then I waited, <laughs> but he didn't he didn't fall at all. Cause I was real confident in my first punch strength. I'm like, why isn't he falling? What's happening right now? <laughs> Even he was like, what the hell? And then he tackled me. Uh, but the thing is, if you hit somebody that's three times your size, uh, you make sure you do it around a lot of people. Cause if he starts thrashing you, then the strangers will pull you from under the fray. It's fine. It's a win-win if you fight somebody that's way bigger than you. Unless you die, that's a loss. That's definitely a loss. It's a win-win, because if you win, then you're a giant killer, then you get to raise that dude's children as your own. I don't know how fights work. Has it fights work like that here? And if you lose, then you like, whatever. You, you got heart, man. You got heart. I almost got into a fight when I was in London. I was in London looking for some late-night food. I was walking into the subway. I'm talking on the phone. Unbeknownst to me, I was kicking these bags that were on the floor because this subway was disgusting. When the security guard, he comes up to me mad. He's yelling at me in British. Literally, you're kicking all of the bags. <laughs> Listen, I don't do a good British accent. You hear it, I hear it. Let's not dwell on that shit too much. It's not really necessary for the story. I'm going back into this story. Side note. The dude was black. You didn't even think that shit. You know? <laughs> Literally, you kicking all of... <laughs> Sounds like Bill Cosby a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Literally, Theo! <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. I said, hey, man, you shut up about all these bags. It's not my fault this place is disgusting. Maybe if you pick the bags up, I'd be kicking them less. You think this is my dream to travel the world and kick bags in disgusting fast food restaurants? Yeah, we hit up the subway in London, next to McDonald's in Prague, then the Burger King in Paris, then we did it. <laughs> That's not what I'm about, man. <laughs> now he thinks I'm getting tough with him. You can't come in the subway. What? I'm banned from this subway? I didn't even know this spot existed two minutes ago. <laughs> Shit, life moves so fast. <laughs> but I can't be banned from the subway because I really needed a sandwich because I was full of liquor. So I need to get a sandwich so I could be half liquor, half sandwich. It's better for your balance. You sleep well. <laughs> so now I need to think of an approach to get into the subway. He's blocking the door. I want to get past him. I don't know why I was so focused on making it past him, because even if I made it past him, after that, 
I would have to go through the entire sandwich ordering process. <laughs> he tackled me. No way I get past. Oh, oh, okay, let me get the chicken bacon ranch on Italian bread with banana peppers. Hold on, man, I got past you. Banana peppers, dog. I juke the shit out of you. You just gotta respect that, man. <laughs> juke rules, man. Banana peppers, please. No, but I wasn't even thinking that far ahead. So he's blocking the door. My great strategy to get past him was to go a little bit to the left, like we were chess pieces or some shit. <laughs> Because he's a knight, he's not able to attack to the left. He's like, oh, god damn it, no! Oh, man, no! But we're not chess pieces, we're human beings, so he just grabbed me. Just grabbed me. Now, a fight might happen. In my heart, I really don't want a fight to happen, but I'm going along with it because I'm operating off of Pride and Jameson, which is a horrible combination. It's an awful combination to fight off of. If you're running off of Pride, your second attribute needs to be strength or speed agility, some type of special spinning elbow, because pride and whiskey is a combination that gets your ass whooped. <laughs> then he started shit-talking me. He said, I'm faster than you. I have the reach advantage. He was like the Muhammad Ali of security guards. <laughs> Super confident. I'm faster than you. I have the reach advantage. My flashlight game is incredible. <laughs> I didn't have any good shit-talking to go back. And what am I going to say? Yeah, I'm hungrier than you. Way drunker than you. Crazier than you. I picked the wrong battles way more than you do. My center of gravity is counter off. I'll probably fall over way easier than you will. I know way less people around here than you do, dog. <laughs> I started thinking about it. Yo, this dude is slimmer than me. Probably is faster. His arms are longer. He does have a reach advantage. If I was betting on this fight, I'd put my money on him. The sober dude is in really good shape. <laughs> so I ended up just letting it go. Walked away. You know why? I'm not a famous guy, but I feel like a YouTube video of me getting my ass whipped in London would get a million hits quickly. And I don't want that at all. Hey, you see that video of the dude from 30 Rock getting his ass whipped overseas? Wait, what did he do on 30 Rock? Oh, he only had like one line every now and then. But he can't fight for shit. <laughs> not trying to go viral like that. From the 2014 album Hannibal Burris Live from Chicago, that was I Am Not a Boxer. Special thanks again to Hannibal Burris for being on this, the 428th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on things like Spotify, YouTube, and Audio Boom. If you can't find an episode you're looking for on any of those platforms, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit vishkana.com, V-I-S-H-K-H-A-N-N-A.com. You can also like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me directly at vishkana. You can listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, around the world on uh, uh, at uh, cfru.ca, I should say, or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. It can be in any amount you like, and you can cancel at any time. It could be a, a dollar a month, uh, $3 a month, uh, $5,000 a month, whatever you can afford and feel willing to do. Again, patreon.com slash creativecontrol. I'd like to thank uh, the in-kind support I receive for this show from the likes of Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, Planet is Sound, and Granddad's Donuts. Also, my friend Jim Guthrie lets me use the instrumental version of his song, The Rest is Yet to Come, each and every week. And if you want to learn more about Jim and his music, 
and I urge you to do so. Visit jimguthrie.org. And finally, thanks to you for listening to this show and uh, subscribing to this podcast and, and maybe telling others to do the same. It means a lot. I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye for now. Catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.